Good morning to everybody and welcome to this podcast on behalf of Guild Financial Advisory, Masters of Finance, by my good self, John Bridges. And it is my great pleasure today to bring to the microphone Martin Wheeldon. He's Managing Director of a very serious business in the industrial heartland of Britain, that is Birmingham. Martin, a very, very good morning to you, and you are most welcome, and thank you for coming to visit us. Good morning, John. Thank you for inviting me. Now, Samuel Heath, I've been aware of the name of your company for probably most of um, my stock exchange life. Not perhaps too surprisingly, because it is a whisker over 200 years old. How did it start, and what were they doing at the beginning? So, founded by um, Samuel Heath in 1820 in Birmingham, and making primarily builders' hardware, um, bathroom fittings. At the start, they moved to their current site in Leopold Street in Birmingham, which is just outside of Digbeth, in uh, 1850. The core of the business is still the builders' hardware and the bathroom fittings. And over the years has branched out into a number of different products, giftware, carriage clocks, all made from brass. Brass is what we do. Thank you. Did you ever get into the locomotive business, or is that a figment of my imagination that might have been something that you once did? Automotive, yes. We made um, headlamps for Rolls-Royce, but locomotive, not that no. I'm aware of. No, so there's um, no connection at all with Samuel Heath and the the start of the railway industry at all, which was would have been very big locally. I it's, it's not been mentioned to me. That connection, so it's been bathroom fittings right from day one, yep. and now predominantly still is. Correct. You have had most of your career with the company, is that correct? It is. Tell me why you went there in the first place. I graduated with modern languages, French and German, and uh, worked in Germany for a couple of years after university and wanted to come back to the UK, but still use my languages. And uh, it was the chairman at the time, who was also Samuel Heath, fifth generation, Indeed. who took me on, took me under his wing. And uh, I went into Europe as a sales rep, um, into the French and German speaking countries primarily, with the uh, export drive that's continued to grow ever since. How did you know Samuel Heath? I, I applied through the um, university newsletter that we received. Right. And there's a funny story because on the uh, first time that I applied, I was turned down. I was working as a translator at the time. And the chairman thought that a translator would be quite bookish, wouldn't be able to sell necessarily. And it was only a couple of months later, I saw the job was advertised again, applied again. And uh, he thought that maybe I was worth giving a go which has clearly turned out to be <laughs> entirely accurate. Thank you. You're now man in charge. You're running the business. Your chairman sadly died in the summer of last year, as I think I've recently that's, that's read. True. Those early days as a salesman must have been quite an interesting trial for you. Tell me about it. it was, was it Germany alone or Germany and, and... Germany, France and Belgium and parts of Switzerland. And I, I loved it. It was old school. You'd get in a car on a Sunday morning head to Aachen, Dusseldorf, Dijon, wherever you had to start the next day. And I would typically go on a two-week trip with a boot full of samples. It was, you know, in the days before email, before the internet really was a big part of business. So you'd get the yellow pages out, you'd have a look as to where you could find some new customers, and um, you'd go and knock some doors. 
And your customers were typically in those days? Typically mid to high end showrooms, um, bathroom showrooms, hardware, um, trade outlets, that kind of business. And who was the competition in terms of the products that you were selling? There's both in Germany and France some very strong homegrown competition. They've always been tough to go against, but we have our own style, which I know we'll talk about later, that set us apart in terms of the look and feel of the, uh, of the product. I'm glad we're going to cover that later on because it's clearly a, a major part of your success. Indeed. To have successfully competed against certainly two countries that you mentioned, who I would expect to be naturally quite good at producing this sort of stuff. Yes. Now, you're managing direct. Future of the company is in your hands. I like the look on your face <laughs> as I'm saying that. You're clearly enjoying hearing this. You're relishing the words. You are seeing the challenges that you have, and you are taking it totally on board for what it is. Have I got that right? I hope so. The company has huge potential, and it's exciting to be with now the sixth generation of the family. Yep. Um, Sam Heath's children, um, very much interested and keen to drive the business forward with us. Um, we've got a great team. You know, it's not just the Heath family who've been there for generations. A number of people in the factory, specialists in their field, are, are in two, three, four generations as well. So we've got great growth potential. There are good markets to go at, particularly North America, where we're not yet achieving our potential. So, uh, yeah, I'm very excited about what the future can bring. Well, I've been there 27 years now. Yep. You know, and that, that's rare nowadays as, as I... It's, it's, it's most unusual. It is. Similarly, the company itself is fairly unusual in the type that it is nice British manufacturing at its very best, of which there are fewer of our examples around than what otherwise like. What's been the secret of the company's success that has kept it in that position? I think, I think the answer is multifaceted quality primarily so we've we've never veered from the ethos of the business being make it completely in-house we're fully vertically integrated we buy the brass in it used to be from Walsall the uh, final brass mill in the in the UK right. closed down sadly and so the the brass comes in from mostly Germany where we get the best quality sometimes from France everything else we do in-house so we've got complete control We've resisted the pressure, particularly in the early 2000s, to offshore production. Yes. A number of our competitors did that. Yes. Um, some with great success, others are no longer around. Yep. Um, and we've, we've taken a cautious, steady approach under Sam Heath's leadership, and um, it stood us in good stead, particularly nowadays post-COVID with all of these supply chain issues. Um, so quality, number one, customer service. Yeah, I was taken on as a linguist to go to countries and speak their language. Yes. That's very important for us that we can talk to the customer on their terms. Yeah. Give them product that meets their requirements. Um, and then design. Um, the aesthetics are what we consider to be timeless. It's an investment for your home. And, yeah, we just we try to back that service up 
in everything that we do. I imagine your collection is is a group of designs or a design which you have where everything fits together, so to speak, so you can do a complete house full of bathrooms. Yes, indeed. So take, take me through a collection, a current one, one that you are marketing. Our collections are typically based in architectural periods. Our end customer would normally involve an interior designer. We would be liaising with that interior designer who'd say, right, I've got 1920s property in Hampstead Heath and it's an Art Deco period building. We have uh, an Art Deco collection called Star Modern. So there's a, a range of detailing there that references architectural designs um, from that very gorgeous period. Yes, yes. Um, but not too much. You know, we have competitors overseas that will dial up the references on their product. Um, we, we like to take a couple of steps back. Yes, you can see how this um, comes from the period, but it's not going to be too stylized to be out of date in the future. So we have a, an Art Deco line, we have an Arts and Crafts line, a, a Bauhaus industrial line called Landmark, yep. um, which is uh, very successful, and an antique line from the Victorian period. Where are the showrooms I can come and see some of these things? You've got one in London, haven't you? We have our own in the Design Centre in Chelsea Harbour. Thank you. Which is a fabulous address of 100 different showrooms with everything that you need for your home. Uh, wall coverings, lighting, paint. Yep. And, you know, a client will typically go and spend a day there um, looking at what they need. Outside of London, we rely on a small network of um, dealers who have essentially concession displays, if you like, within their showrooms, branded Samuel Heath. You mentioned earlier on, um, not, not North America, where clearly there must be a lot of potential for a company like you producing the quality of stuff that you produce. But it's also a big place. To what extent are you there already and how are you going to get into it in the future? We've been there since the 60s. Yep. Um, we have an office in New York. We have a great network of dealers that have been with us, you know, from that period and onwards. Uh, for many years, we travelled out from the UK as a sales team on a similar two-week trip and then would come back. Um, but nowadays, we have a team of six people based permanently, um, th- five of them US nationals. And that's given us the permanent presence that we needed in such a big country, as you say. Yes. Um, most of the business has been... <coughs> On the coasts, as you would imagine, um, East Coast primarily, um, New York, Boston, um, but latterly in, um, in LA, San Francisco. And uh, what's been interesting since the COVID times is the growth of property development in the mountain areas, the Rockies primarily, um, from Montana, Montana to Wyoming to Colorado, Aspen, people looking for properties with more space. Yep. So we've we've got somebody covering that area now as well. More space and bigger and better bathrooms. Bigger and better bathrooms. <laughs> what sort of turnover are you doing in North America at the moment? Pushing fifty percent on a fourteen million you, you yes. overall yeah. turnover. Yeah, but yeah. well, that's 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 more than I might have guessed. I'm very glad I asked the question because I think that's an important thing for listeners to know and understand and uh, expect that you 
Martin will be increasing that figure. Absolutely. Fairly yeah. dramatically over the next few years. Definitely. That, that's the, the potential that we have there. You know, when you look at the size of the premium yeah. US market, it's very strong. What about other countries uh, to get into that you're not in at the moment? Anywhere obvious that you should want to have a go at? People naturally assume the Middle East. It's it's not an easy market to get into. Um, we have um, good projects, but they're more sporadic. Um, and premium hotels there are particularly strong. Waldorf Astoria and Doha being one of the, the later yes. ones. Hong Kong was doing quite well. Obvious reasons is not the market that it was. It's not quite what it used to be. No. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, the core European markets are, we, you know, we've come through the other side of Brexit and the difficulties that that raised and um, have, have got our customers that stand by us. We're known for quick delivery of product, typically one or two days into Western Europe. And there was a period where we didn't ship from January the 1st until I remember this quite clearly, Valentine's Day. Yes. <laughs> so you can imagine that our customers who are used to pretty much next day delivery yeah. are now waiting four, five, six weeks. And uh, we had to work the phones very hard and uh, call in quite a, quite a bit of goodwill during that period. Did you get any sympathy? Not very much, as <laughs> you uh, could well understand. But they knew that, you know... Bigger things are, were out of our control. Um, what we were able to do is um, employ what they call a fiscal representative in Paris, where FedEx, who we use for all of our shipping, um, clear customs. And that company there deals with all of the paperwork. So our customer sees no difference. Might take a day or two longer. Right. You know, we're at three to four days now. But compared to a lot of companies who we, we know have not got that set up, you, they're still waiting weeks from really? other UK businesses. It's, um, but even FedEx during that period didn't have the answers. No. You know, the, the no. big shipping companies were, were waiting and trying to work everything out. Yeah. You have risen above that. It's now onwards and upwards, is that right? Definitely. COVID has, has been good in a certain way for the housing market, the premium housing market. People who were not going on holiday, spending more time in their homes, beginning to appreciate their homes more and willing to invest at a higher level in their homes. So actually, that it, it's it's not been a, a, an overly bad thing for us. Um, it's changed the way that we sell to a certain extent. Interior designers, who I mentioned before, who are very important to us, um, Many of them used to be office-based and now they're working from home. Yep. Um, you know, and as a salesperson, that makes it more difficult to get in front of them, which is what we like to do. Yes. Put product on the table for them to see and feel and appreciate the quality. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we know we're working up different marketing methods to um, approach those designers uh, in a different way. But it is quality you're selling. That's what we're known for. And, you know, that... that was, uh, was good through COVID because your reputation is already out there. And if a designer wants to play it safe, have a product that they uh, know and trust, then they know that they can select a Samuel Heath product and it won't let them down. Tell me about Chelsea Barracks and your involvement there. So Chelsea Barracks goes back to, um, for us, it started in 2017 
It's a 12-acre site off Chelsea Bridge Road, uh, the site of the barracks, which were closed in the early 2000s. And the land was acquired by a subsidiary of the Qatari Investment Authority called Qatari DR. Uh, we were introduced to the um, property development there by a company called Hirsch Bedner Associates, um, hotel designers who've used us, used us before on the St. Regis in Iman, the Waldorf Astoria I mentioned. <coughs> and what was fabulous about this project is that the um, Qatari DR company insisted um, that the product used in there be genuinely British and sent a team to our factory to audit us effectively. Which, to, make, to make sure it was. Yeah, because, you know, there are, there are lots of people out there who put on their box, designed in England. Yeah, that's right. But there's no factory there. No. no. And uh, so we welcome them with open arms, as you can imagine. You know, I mentioned we've got every process under one roof, 100 people on the shop floor. Um, and, you know, we, we open our doors every, every day if we could um, to show people around. So, yeah, that passed the test. They selected the Art Deco line I mentioned um, for uh, the apartment side of the, the project. Um, they even ended up filming, sending a, a film crew to the factory, which they used in the marketing suite. So if you as a potential client were looking for uh, a super premium apartment, um, and you'd sit down and Samuel Heath would be part of the justification for what you were buying. Now, I'm glad I asked you about that because this is absolutely fascinating. It gives uh, uh, an idea of the Qataris, which perhaps we were mostly unaware of. What is it about the Qataris, do you think, that makes them um, a bit this way? Do you know, I, I think you, you look back and you, you sometimes think, we British, you know, do, do accuse ourselves of not supporting our own industry sometimes. Yes, true. And... Um, I think coming in from the outside, there's, there is an appreciation of the, the value yep. and the history of something that's genuinely made here and, and the quality. And sometimes it takes an outsider to see that. And you've just given a most wonderful and classic example. I'm very glad I've asked you about this. Chelsea Barracks, are you involved in any other premium developments of that type at the minute? Yes, yes. There's one currently underway, which is... Um, Quite impressive to go and go and have a look if you if you find yourself in Bayswater, right, which is not very far from indeed where we are right now. No, indeed. But what's what is going on in Bayswater? If you remember an old um, department store there called Whiteley's, which uh, is no more as a department store, but opened in in 1911 as one of London's first. And in the early 2000s, the building was acquired as a joint venture by CC Land and Mark Capital Management private equity, um, formerly known as Mayor Bergman. Yes, yes. So this will be 139 apartments and the UK's first six senses hotel. It's a premium brand. Of right. Uh, when I first saw the site, I, it's, a, it's a big site, but you think yeah. it's, not, it's not Chelsea. You know, it's, what's the appeal here? Fabulous site. It's worth, worth just trying to walk around and seeing what's going on there. What they've been able to bring there within the apartments is space. And there are rooms which are four metres high, glass from floor to ceiling. And that's rare, as you know, in London. Yes. Um, and that's where they're able to get the premium. Yeah. It's, it's fabulous and there's been no expense spared. They've run with 
Um, the, the interior design company um, is a company called Finchatton, and we work together with them and Foster and Partners. They opted for our Bauhaus collection called Landmark Pure. What stage is that development, the, the Whiteley's development at the moment? Are, are they selling uh, apartments? Certainly, yes, at the moment. There's, there's nothing for you to move into yet. No, but they are selling off plan. Yes. Yep. And yeah. there's one of six areas that we've supplied fittings to so far. Yes. But it's, you know, as, as everybody is finding with construction projects at the moment, it takes a little bit longer than you think. Because there are other problems, but uh, that, that is a, a most unusual one, which I must certainly follow up on. And I'm going to say to my listeners, please also follow up that one as well. We're clearly talking here about two, two unusual developments, Chelsea Barracks and the former Whiteley's ones, which are showcasing British industry at its very best. Um, they are providing accommodation opportunities quite, quite different from anything else you read about in the national press. They will be successful, that there's no doubt, although there are some economic storms short-term facing us. Yes. For Samuel Heath, these showcase the very best of what is British, and the company can do nothing but succeed extremely well out of being involved in those and other ones to come. Martin, thank you for being my guest this morning. This has been a most most interesting period of time I've spent with you. I've learnt more about a number of things than I ever knew before. Thank you very, very much indeed for being here with me today. And listeners, this is clearly one to watch. Thank you all very much indeed. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on your favourite podcast app. This content is issued by Guild Financial Advisory Limited, which is authorised and regulated in the United Kingdom by the Financial Conduct Authority for Designated Investment Business and is a member of the Aquis Stock Exchange. Nothing in this podcast should be viewed as investment advice. Listeners should consult an investment professional before making any decision regarding topics mentioned in this podcast. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and not of Guild Financial Advisory. Please note that participants within this podcast may have financial interests in the matters discussed. Mm -hmm.